0: Good
1: morning,
2: good morning, morning. we've talked the
3: whole
4: night
3: through, good morning, good morning to you,
2: good morning, good morning, it's great to stay up late, good morning, good morning to you.
5: This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards.
4: Hello, everybody!
0: Atlantic Coast Conference tournament basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley.
4: This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody! Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News. WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody! Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adberston on The Weekend Gardener.
5: Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC
3: Spin. Now, here is Kate Kaiser. Hi-yo, well, that's good. This is Art Devine.
2: This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York.
5: The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Sam Beard,
0: and Jim Reed, and Carl Gertz.
4: Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harriet Preston, WPTF, and
2: Raleigh, North Carolina.
4: Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news.
5: WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest
4: of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Katz. With the nocturne, we
5: send. and this is Bill Foote.
1: This is Warren Barfield
5: with Kingdom Scott of the Organ and a program of Familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's morning news. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl
4: Venter's WPTF is the voice that
5: shares with its neighbors. What it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Garden Report. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network.
4: Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Ham Henson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this
5: is a Tar Heave Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at WPTF at the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Johnny Coley, who is an extension agent in Person County and Granville County. And, uh, you know, it's springtime, and that means it's time to prevent damage from wildlife in your garden. Nothing is more infuriating than waiting all winter for azaleas to bloom, only to have the flowers devoured by deer. And it's so disappointing when those bunnies eat uh, the tender foliage of newly emerging perennials, right? Protect your plants now with I Must Garden repellents. I Must Garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils and will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants. I Must Garden repellents are simple to use, long-lasting, and they don't need to be reapplied after every rain. In addition to protecting your garden from deer and rabbits, I Must Garden has repellents for rabbits, moles and voles, squirrels, snakes, and more. All the repellents are available in a variety of sizes, from ready to use spray bottles to cost saving concentrates and easy to use shaker jars. IMOS Garden Repellents are sold at all garden centers locally and hardware stores, such as Campbell Road Nursery, Piedmont Feed Garden Center in Chapel Hill. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from IMOS Garden Repellent, earth friendly. People and Pet Friendly, made right here in the Triangle area. 919-860-9783. A lot of people have been out uh, because it's warm, out working in the yard. And uh, black cow has been been used a lot. You're seeing a lot of these yellow and black bags around. And warmer planting season is here. So, you know, you need to get out and and start because everything's blooming, ready to go. Make sure you get your flower and vegetable garden off to a great start with black cow. Prepare new plant beds with a a one-and-a-half-inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it in with soil about six inches deep. Black cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing. If you'd like more information, you can check out the website, at blackcow.com, That's blackcow.com. They uh, have have a piece that I wrote on there on the on the website and a little little uh, information about the show and all of that on there too. Some and and some other broadcasters around the country who uh, uh, believe in and uh, strongly in Black Cow. It's good stuff. Let's go back to Ken Ken Tanner. Uh, you Ken, know, uh, we
0: broadcasters around the country. In 1993. I had the privilege of being the president of the Farm Broadcasters.
5: Yeah, that's right.
0: And got to make some wonderful trips abroad with Secretary John Block, et cetera. But uh, one of the things that we had to do was we had a congressional reception uh, on Capitol Hill in Washington, along the, you know with the presidency, and whoever the president was, whether it was Johnny Hood in eighty-five or me in ninety-three, you had to uh, you invited the Congress people from your state, you know, so you could uh, they had a big reception with uh, all kinds of finger food and everything uh, on for uh, the state representative. So I had invited them, and nothing happened.
2: And I'm now standing,
0: looking down the long the Congress saying, "Please, Lord." <laughs> Let something happen, <laughs> <laughs> and way, way down the hall came this little guy, and he kept on coming to the end. Of the... <laughs> it was Tim Valentine.
5: Oh, great! Of course. What a
0: nice man he he was.
5: I grew up across the street from him, and you know I used to see the Tobacco Radio Network Ford Falcon, whatever it was. It was it was kind of like a El Camino. It had the.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, so uh, the
5: Uncle yeah. Ray, uh, Uncle Ray, and and uh, Mister Valentine were very, very good friends, and I would say they
0: were very close friends. Um, they uh, uh, then so I uh, he's supposed to be uh, Senator Conrad Burns from uh, the state of Montana was a farm broadcaster before he turned to politics, and he was elected as one of their state senators and had uh, helped me, you know, uh, through the vagaries of setting it up and everything, and uh, so uh, Tim Valentine was there, and uh, they sent a note down that uh, Senator Helms was tied up uh, and might not be able to uh, to come, and I was crestfallen because I wanted him there, of course, sure, and yeah. uh, I then I just no sooner had gotten the note, and I turned around, and there he was.
5: Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful, Well He wasn't going to let down a good old uh, Capitol Broadcasting guy.
0: And that's what he said. He said, my good friend, he I said, I, I, said I, I certainly wouldn't, uh, wouldn't let you down. Uh, no. And he, his favorite expression was, bless your heart.
5: Yeah, your heart. of that course. Good old Southern boy.
0: Yeah. So that's I a- had the uh, best of both worlds. And then uh, my uh, good friend, Bobby Etheridge came down and, uh, and sort of filled it out. You know, so I was always uh, glad to see Bobby. So, sure. uh, we had a, we had a good get together after all, but rather was I worried there?
5: I bet so. Of
0: course, I saw
5: that oh. in
0: Valentine way, way down the hallway. <laughs> that, you know, that, that finally made it. Well, the Cecil and Leonard story for today. Is, uh, uh, Cecil uh, went in to the, to the doctor with a beautiful young lady uh, on his side, and uh, he uh, went as soon as he got in the doctor's office. He set up a, a big bottle of, of Jack Daniel's. And uh, the doctor said What are you doing He says what well, I'm doing What you told me to do He said I'm drinking A lot of good whiskey And I got a hot mama <laughs> <laughs> I told you Not to drink any whiskey And you have a heart murmur. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, you know uh, you Have a wonderful Saturday I hope you do too Ken After You that, always brighten really? up the day for us Thank you my friend
6: Okay,
5: Uh, take care. Bye. The great uh, legendary broadcaster, Ken Tanner. Henry's in Clayton. Henry, how's everybody in Clayton today?
6: Very good, thank you. How are you today? We're
5: wonderful. How can we help you, sir?
6: Okay, I've got a problem with the uh, the backyard here. It's in the tree area, about 50-50 foot square, and it's these green leaf vines that grow, and they grow so prolifically around the road area, it it just takes over the whole area. And I can't seem to get rid of it at all by cutting it down or anything. Uh, there must be some kind of a spray that will kill it. But I have dogs out there, and I don't want to injure the dogs, and I don't want to kill the trees. What can I put on it?
5: So is this—describe uh, you know, the leaf for us on so the, on the vine.
6: You, it's, uh, they're a big leaf, about as, uh, oh, as big around as—almost uh, as big as my palm of my hand. And they grow on vines, and they just grow all over, and they creep up the trees. Uh, if, if you, you know, you go down the roadside and you see where they're growing, they
3: just take over the. It's whole not. Area uh, it's not kudzu, kudzu,
5: is it? <laughs> it? Sounds like kudzu. It
3: sounds like kudzu.
5: <laughs> Boy, it, I don't.
1: Is it? Is it? Is it a woody type stem, or is it more herbaceous? Yeah, but
6: say it again. I'm sorry.
1: Is it? Is it a woody type stem on the on the plant, or is it? Uh,
6: yes, it is. It, uh, it's. It's. A Good, strong stem.
5: How big are the I leaves? Mean, you Again, re- you have
6: to really pull it to break it apart.
5: So, so the leaves are kind. Of, the leaves are kind of round, and the very large leaves. Yes. Yes. Is is it evergreen, or does the leaves fall off? Yes.
6: Very. No, they're very green, and uh, they're kind of shiny.
5: Shiny.
1: And they're ever, and they're evergreen, so they're green now. They're there. They're
6: green now. Yes, they're growing very good.
5: Were they they're Were well, they green during the winter?
6: No, they're not. Nice. Uh, yes, they're, they yes, they are. Yes, they are. But they
1: But they they don't seem to grow in the winter. But they're there. I'm thinking. I'm thinking grapevine because uh, grapevines can have that same look if it's a woody stem. Because usually, well, yeah. I mean there there are you know wild grapevines. Yeah, yeah there's muscadon the muscadine grape. There no grapes, there's no
6: grapes on. There's no grapes on. no flowers or anything. Just the plain leaves. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't yeah. have any. I've I've yeah. got a grapevine, and they don't always have. Grapes on them, um, if they're if they're in the native uh, habitat like that. I, um, yeah, kudzu and grapevines the only two things. If and there's a
5: big difference in the size of the leaves yeah, on those, the yeah. leaves are are very very large on the kudzu. Kudzu, and, the, yeah,
1: yeah, different shape. They're sort of fuzzy. The leaves are sort of fuzzy on the cut. Very, very oh, these
6: hairy. Aren't
1: fuzzy. These are these are like, oh. these
5: are like shiny
6: we'll
1: say. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like if it's a woody, it sounds like. Grapevine. Uh and if it is a grapevine you can you can find the source of the vine and cut it and paint it with um a a, a glyphosate product. Um the active ingredient glyphosate. Like, Round like roundup, yeah. yeah. Um and uh at least a fifty percent mixture of that you can use just the just straight roundup or or at least a fifty percent mixture of water and, and glyphosate and paint where you make that cut. Uh, where it's going into the ground paint that top and that will that'll take care of it yeah um if it if and if that will work as uh with pretty much any any woody type plant uh, that you're trying to get get rid of um, yeah well
5: and I you know that's with that's with that. uh even with ivy or something you, yeah you find yeah. you find where it's coming out of the ground well, it, the smoke.
6: ones to damage the trees and they don't want to hurt the dogs and they go walking around yeah so,
5: so that they, would be a it, very it, well good way to do that is it clinging to the trees
6: Oh, you know, yes, it sticks to it. It just it burrows right into it kind of. Right.
5: And you're not you're sure it's not ivy?
6: I I'm not really sure to be honest with you. Yeah,
5: ivy. That Man, sounds
1: like ivy, ivy. To me. Well. Especially if it's evergreen, if it's and, staying green through the wintertime. Yeah, and you know, it, it is
5: very like it it uh it can kill a tree not only yeah. with a weight, but it can It'll eventually, suck the life out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that
1: would actually attach itself to the. Yeah, to I the mean, tree. it's hard
5: to. Is it hard so these, to pull these, off these of the actually,
1: tree?
6: These actually, these actually attach themselves to the tree. You can, you can pull them off, and they got these uh, real pencil-type stems.
5: Yeah, that that
6: sounds like I've the tree.
4: Yeah, well, the same thing that you talked about. Would be to deal deal with the ivy too.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, you can. You can make. Yeah, and, it, cut and they've that.
6: covered the whole ground. You can't even see the ground now. Well, yeah. that,
4: that is ivy. Yes.
5: Well, you can cut around where it comes up on the tree at the very very bottom before it attaches to the tree. You can cut there. I can
6: take, yeah, I can take care of that. I can pull them off the trees. But now I got them all over the ground. It, yeah, it, it's almost it, like a grass, almost only its leaves.
5: There, the what you need is, uh, I guess. It's really hard. If you've got a lot of it, it's really hard to control. Yeah. Uh, this time of year, the, the as the new leaves are coming out, you can paint. And in uh, I think in your your case, you would have to paint the the leaves some and and keep the dogs away. I, yeah, the, the glyphosate really is is not going to. To hang around on the leaves very long. I mean, no, it,
1: no. So you can, as long as you keep the the pets away. As you know, while they're while it's wet, you don't want to. You don't want them around right. there while, while it's wet still. Uh, uh-huh. You can do
5: that. Uh,
1: and, you know, of course, that isn't all. That's going to kill everything. The glyphosate is going to kill. You know, it's a it's a non-selective herbicide. Yeah, so you're so going to have
5: gonna, to you're going to have to paint the the leaves the the newer leaves, uh, or you're going to uh-huh. have to pull it uh, by hand. Uh, Some people mow it, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. or use a use a string trimmer. That's not going to get rid of it, but it will cut it. It will certainly cut it back and stun it. Yeah, we've some.
6: We've been mowing it. Yeah, it it comes right back.
5: Right. So, and unless unless you pull it pull it up or use some type of chemical on it at the right time, and you have to have those new leaves on it, because otherwise it has it has very shiny leaves that repel. Yeah, it has a waxy coating on mm-hmm, the leaf. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, and there's probably some, some um, no, uh, broadleaf. We're talking
6: about putting vinegar spray on it. Would that do anything to it?
1: It'll burn it, but it will not kill it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it could burn the
4: leaves. And it would kill anything else, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a nonsense. So you, you
1: have to be very careful about spraying
6: trees. it. Like it's in the wooded area, you know. you got some
1: big trees back there. Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. So you have to be careful with that. But if you can find that source where it's coming out of the ground, that would be the the safest way for not hurting anything else around it. cuz it'll just it'll just translocate in that one plant. Um but it is probably okay. some broadleaf herbicides, uh with with 2,4-D and other uh some sort of other broadleaf herbicides that will do that. <clears throat> but if it is English ivy, it is it is a difficult one to Do you have any of.
5: grandchildren, Henry? No, I don't. Okay, because I was going to say you could make a game out of it, and you and, could uh, pay him a couple of bucks and, uh, and let them get out there and go wild. And you
1: did? Did you say it was evergreen? It did stay green through the winter. Yeah, yeah
5: it stays green through the winter. I believe it's not okay. aggressive. I'm then I remember. It yeah, okay. yeah, it, sound, it really um, does sound like ivy. Okay. Yeah, although the, your description of the leaf didn't. Yeah, it was because it's uh, more triangular. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Okay. We just we do what we can. Well, we've we've <laughs>
5: given you some.
1: Hopefully, <laughs> haven't confused you. And, uh,
6: you know, I've seen them alongside the road, and it, it just gets. It, I mean, it just takes over the whole area. Just, there just seems to be nothing but that.
5: Yeah, it will. It will. Yeah. It'll take over your house and any anything <laughs> else. I mean, if you let it grow, it will certainly do that. It just grows over everything.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I have that problem, and, I, and I've eradicated it in the most uh, reasonable places, but. Cut, finding where it's coming out of the ground, cut yeah. up and leave a space of about two or three inches. You don't have to pull it off. It, it'll die off of the tree. It, it might take a half a year to do it. But spray those right. roots, and I've killed a lot of ivy that was going to take over and kill trees. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you, got and really then, if you If you don't have anything around that is worth very much, you're going to have to spray that that's on the ground. It loves the ground just as much as it does to climb. Uh-huh, yeah. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm. It's, okay. We'll do well,
5: go, good luck with that, Henry. Uh, let us know what happens there. <laughs> Thank you. I will. All right. Okay. Bye, Bye now. Boy, if it's ivy, it's really, really tough to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more Thank of the good. Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 1025. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back in WPTF at 1034-919-860-9783. You know, squirrels can be a big nuisance in the garden. I don't have to tell you that. Rufus, I don't have to tell you that they can be a big nuisance. I find stuff. no use for them. <laughs> Smart man. Uh, they eat flower buds. They they dig up plants. They chew on decks and outdoor furniture and everything else. They, they can be really annoying, but uh, to stop the squirrel damage, Imus Garden has pretty good product, squirrel repellent. <coughs> Imus Garden squirrel repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels don't like. Available in liquid and granular, Imus Garden squirrel repellent is effective and easy, easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You can spray I Must Garden squirrel repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the I Must Garden granular repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And if you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as soon as they start leafing out. I Must Garden repellents are sold all over the triangle area and beyond. Look for iMoss Garden Squirrel Repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Durham Garden Center and Fairview Garden Center in Raleigh. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other iMoss Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from iMoss Garden Repellent. Earth friendly, people and pet friendly, and made right here in the Triangle area. Well, let's go to Doris and Zebulon. Doris, good morning. You're on WPTF.
2: Hi, I um, have just recently gone through with this ivy thing. It sounds like that's what your caller. Yeah, said. it does to me. Uh, one of the things that seemed to work for me was I got some really big, strong garbage bags and laid them out so that I could put the pieces in it. The on my property, um, I have property in another state, and that's where I've been dealing with it. It ran up the ivy, ran up the tree, and it has uh runners attached to the ground that are almost as big around as my wrist. Wow, maybe half to three quarters the size of my that's wrist. has been there a while. So I took um, uh, loppers and cut that off and it had run up the tree and covered the whole tree and had long streamers hanging down to the ground. Uh So those streamers hanging or runners hanging down to the ground ran across the ground and the whole area just looked like one big sea of green. But I found that if I would take my hands and move the leaves apart, I could find those runners and I took um, a pair of really um, sharp scissors or either the loppers, depending on how big that runner was, and cut it. And then I ran my fingers underneath in some with some thick gloves and pulled up on it. And what I found out was that a lot of the attachments to the ground are just small, so those would just pop loose. The big ones I took scissors and cut off so that I could get those runners up I wound those runners up and put them in those garbage bags because if you let that mess lay on the ground or right, you're building a your garbage bag
3: it's going to
2: start all over again. So um, that's what I have done. It took me several hours to clear a space that was about 15 by, I guess, about 15 by 15. And I am very aware that it's hateful and it will take me several years. <laughs> to get rid of it but i am convinced that with my persistence i will eventually get this stuff i also know there's a chemical that i saw in a catalog called burnout that's even safe to use near ponds or water and you paint it on the stem so the stuff that comes out of the ground um that might work for him to paint the stems, the biggest stems that run up the tree. Anyway, that's, that's my suggestion. Uh, I'm not real big or tall, but uh, I'm persistent and stubborn, so I'm common that this one little sprig of ivory ivy that my daughter brought home from a friend... <laughs> And I stupidly thought it would be
5: beautiful and planted it when it was only wow. about oh Ooh. so we, we oh my goodness that does, so. hey yard w- would you hire out to our <laughs> caller in Clayton? I think he I think he would probably pay well if you'd go over and do the same thing with his yard
2: well i I you what um I have pets, and my heart went out to him because I can't spray either right. And it's uh, on the edge of an area where I keep my animals, so I'm just I'm just willing to offer the advice: be determined
5: well, and be patient. Yeah, a pa- <laughs> you're right. De- to determination and patience is a big part of it. I mean, it, yeah. it looks and feels like an overwhelming project, and it can be. But uh, you didn't let it overwhelm you, did you? Well,
2: you know, you just you just have to. Gardening in itself is something that you've got to be determined to do because yeah. uh, Rufus' squirrels like to visit my place. Yeah. And, um, you know, deer, the whole, whole mess. You just got to be determined.
5: Yeah, that's right. Doris, thank you for that story.
2: Well, you're very welcome, and I'm sorry that I talked over you at the beginning, but I can't hear you very well, and I did not realize that that was what I was hearing.
5: Well, if if you can't hear me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on because. Well,
2: I, I think it's my phone.
5: It you ring, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm glad you you uh, you called us this morning, Doris.
4: Great advice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A we lot of on the, the invasive uh, plants like that, persistence, like she said, is the is the key. Uh, yeah. Whether it's uh, English ivy or if it's bamboo, whichever it is. Oh, it's, bamboo. Gotta, we gotta, we gotta don't want to talk persistent. about that, do we? No. Uh. Got to stay persistent. Hey, by the way,
5: uh, today is Bryce Lane, Dr. Bryce Lane's birthday. A oh. Retired professor at the NC State, State University, although I think he is – Still doing a little teaching. He's going yeah. back to teaching a little yeah. bit over there,
2: yeah. and my aunt, great. my
5: aunt Margaret, uh, my last aunt. I had uh, my mother had eight brothers and sisters. My father had eight brothers and sisters. This was on my mo- father's side. My aunt Margaret down in Bishopville, South Carolina, is celebrating her hundredth birthday today. Wow, Very she's good. the last. She's the last of uh, the brothers and sisters. So we're gonna head down there after the show. But uh, happy birthday to you, Aunt Margaret. Yeah. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here in WPTF. You know, black cow is a great thing. Once you clear out all that ivy, you can start planting things again. Get some black cow. Uh, That warm planting season is here. We're almost past the the average frost date, uh, last frost date for this area. So make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with black cow. Prepare new plant beds with a a one-and-a-half-inch layer of black cow in the area, and then mix it into the soil, about a six-inch depth. Black cow is natural and organic. Boy, is it natural and organic. And it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots because it's just got a little bit of nitrogen in it. Pick up your bright yellow bag and get growing. For more details, go on their website. It's a good one, blackcow.com. That's spelled with a K, blackcow.com. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead. We'll talk to Mike in Durham and others. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And uh, we, we, uh, we have an extension agent with us that we're always glad. I love the extension agents. And uh, Johnny Coley is a really good one. And we're so glad that uh, Johnny, you took time to drive all the way down here from from Creedomore. Uh,
1: always love to come into the studios. Done the, the, last, the last several times. I've done the yeah. show by remote by um, by phone. We're it's glad to have, to have you. Be. Any way we
5: can get you. So, uh be thinking about uh be thinking about another date here. <laughs> I got to keep I got to keep it going. Got to keep this show going, Absolutely. And, and y'all are helping. Now, I just learned something about Rufus. I didn't know Rufus taught third yeah, grade yeah. for a year when when you were up uh, in DC. First year I went to Washington
4: DC after graduating from Carolina. I taught the third grade at a place called Ascension Academy. Yeah. And went to law school at nighttime.
3: Uh-huh. Very good. Boy, you had that your
5: was... hands full, didn't you, brother? And then I
4: went to work for Senator Irvin after that first year of teaching, and I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I had um, I've t- taught twice, my first and my last. <laughs> first it's, and last year. Yes, uh, anybody
5: yeah. doesn't think teachers work hard? You, you, that's a, you yeah, know, that's, that's, that's a not gig. true. That's
6: it is. Uh, it is. At it is least in work. in the case
5: of my wife <laughs> and my son. Who are both yeah. teachers? My, well, my wife is retired after 43 years of teaching. They and yeah. yeah, so you it's a special person to do that. Mike is in Durham. Mike, thank you for waiting. Good morning.
3: Yes, good morning to everyone there. I sure do enjoy your show and uh, thank y'all for that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My question, real quick, is uh, I want to get y'all's opinion. Uh, my wife and I, in the lower part of our yard, we. Uh, Stays so wet, and we had heard maybe about planting a weeping willow tree that might would take up that wetness. What do y'all suggest? I mean,
4: it would love it, that's for sure.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it would uh, certainly love a sewer line if you got one. Yeah, yeah, you have to be careful if you have some open pipes. Yeah, it's got uh, very aggressive roots in it. It, and the, you know, they don't they don't live very long. How big a space have you got?
3: Oh, it's not too big. I don't really have any pipes. It's just kind of some open land we try to keep up. Yes, sir.
4: Well, yeah. you might want to think about some kind of uh, uh, planting like uh, day lilies love can, can do wet. wet. You've, you've got other, some kind of, of other lilies that can just be stuck out down in there and have you a nice little landscape in that wet. If it stays wet all the time,
3: Right, right. Help river, me. river
1: birch uh, would talk to- uh, tolerate the wet. Any, uh, anything in the well, most anything in the salix genus. Um, I think pussy willows are in that, and okay. Um, would, uh, do you
3: recommend it. any other type of trees, maybe besides the weeping willow?
5: Uh yeah, I know. I know some of the. Know, the hollies. What about hollies? But, I know now. I know that See, um, deciduous hives, wax myrtles. Of course, that's not really a tree. Yeah,
1: and and you can get around some wet areas sometimes by planting them high. Just raise raise the plant out of the you know if it if it doesn't just stay boggy wet, um, you can you can you can get the plant out of that wet area and get it established. And well, um,
5: you know the possum haw. Yeah, possum haw which is a deciduous holly. That's uh oh. that's a holly. Uh, I, I'm looking at something from uh Brunswick County on uh backyard wetlands and the river birch, red maple, yeah. red bud right. uh, the red bud, uh, Atlantic white cedar, fringe tree, grandfather's beard grandfather's that we beard. call it, um possum haw are um uh, mentioned. And there are several cypresses, but you don't, you don't think you have enough room for a ball cypress, for instance. They they love it. Sweet Bay Magnolia yeah, will also go. work. That's a – is that the – is the Sweet Bay – Sweet Bay Deciduous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we'll drop leaves. I guess down east it's kind of semi-evergreen.
1: Yeah, it would depend on probably the severity of the winter for the Sweet Bay.
5: Yeah.
3: And okay. Well, there I appreciate the, the information. Maybe we'll try some of this. Uh, and, yeah. Um, Look at no, uh, look. A at, Have a blessed weekend.
1: Look at the website um, uh, Extension Gardener Toolbox. The Extension uh, uh, Gardener okay. Toolbox. That and 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 put that you know wet plants or wet tre- uh, trees that will tolerate wet conditions in the uh, search, and that'll um, that'll help give you some some ideas as well.
5: Yeah, I just I just Googled trees for wet areas in North Carolina. And it okay. uh, came up came up with a lot of different articles, and the one I quoted from was from the Brunswick County Extension Service down east. Oh. So I, I think I think a lot of the trees that we mentioned there can uh, can work for you.
3: I appreciate. It. I got this information written down, and, and thanks again.
5: All right, yes, thank you, Mike. Please call us You're back right. and let okay. us know what you please let us know what you plant.
3: <laughs> I have to do that. Thank you.
5: All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. All the pollen that's out there is, is all over the cars, yes, all Steve. over everything. I—I I had nurse, my physical yesterday, had my annual physical, and one of the nurses was talking about she just, she just doesn't feel clean. She can't get it <laughs> clean. By all that pollen—it you know, feels like it's all over her and and uh, everything she owns. So all the pollen is all of your car, and it's not good for the for the car. I mean, that's why you have the air filters, right? The cabin air filter. You want to make sure that's changed. You, the the wiper blades are need changing in any weather, uh, under any circumstances. You sometimes have to change them after six months or a year. Uh, during your spring checkup, check your AC because we've had some hot weather. You may have turned it on in your house and probably have in your car. You got to keep it keep it in good condition to make sure that uh, the uh, Coolant, Freon-type material. The Freon's not used anymore, but the Freon-type material is is running through, and that's, uh, that is that is run through the system with oil. And so it's, it, it's a lubricant, too. So you've got to make sure that, that that runs through the system. you got to turn it on through the winter, for instance, make sure the A.C. is running. For those of you who have a, a Prius or uh, some type of hybrid vehicle, and we're seeing more and more of those on the road, The folks at King's Auto Care have certified hybrid technicians to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. You want to make sure that that battery pack is in good shape because that can be very, very expensive. And, you know, 150,000 miles is the average when the battery packs can go wrong uh, after uh, 8 to 10 years or so forth. Call King's today. They can... uh, refurbish it for you at uh, a little less than you might have to pay at a dealer. So go check out King's Auto Service for a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tell Dean Bailey that we sent you there. Call them on Monday, ten fifty four WPTF time. Any anything in particular? We um, we've got to put people to work. Not only with the ivy, pulling up the ivy, and friends. That is a way to do it. That's the that's cutting and, yeah, and pulling was, was is good. a way to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough unfortunately. It. What else should we be doing in the landscape right now?
1: Well, I mean. Y- getting the weeds out and getting ready for you know to plant it's still you know a little bit early to to put out most of the the summer annuals uh but getting the beds prepared you know getting the uh compost getting the you know materials into the the um into the beds uh, you know weeds a lot of times it's is, is, is taking over some some beds if you didn't get the pre-emergence Out, which uh, I keep promising my wife that I'm going to do and never, never get it quite done. So the weeds are take over this time. And you have to be
5: careful when you're putting out a pre-emergence because that's going to prevent other seeds. Like if you're trying to put out a grass seed of some type, you have
1: to be careful if you're. uh, And and some some flowers, you know, reseed in your bed, so you have to be careful using that pre-emergence if you if you rely on those seeds to to uh, come back each year. Yeah. Um, but you know, getting everything ready, you know, soil tests now are free at. uh, NCDA laboratories—they're—they're uh, they're doing the, the free soil test uh, starting first of April, so you can get—you know—do you know, do, get your soil test in, um, you know, and get ready. Uh, last I checked, it wasn't a very long turnaround for those, so you can get get those back and uh, know what to do, uh, fertility wise, in your in your garden. Very
5: mm-hmm. easy to do. You just go out and dig in, in several places throughout the the landscape, including trouble areas. In,
1: yeah. Separate the troubled areas from the other spaces. Right.
5: Yeah. And exactly. dig down. I guess. Uh, six inches or so yeah in the garden the soil? uh
1: if, if it's a vegetable garden six to eight inches uh, lawns four to six inches uh, mm-hmm. depending on where you know which area you're doing if it's a flower garden i would do the six to eight inches usually the soil is a little looser in those those areas so go, go a little bit deeper uh find out what your ph is ph is very critical um uh so you know and you know, you're not going to put out lime this week and and really do a lot of affecting your ph you know within a a couple of weeks it takes several months for your for your pH to to get adjusted through lime so um you know go ahead and get that that soil test in and um you know start preparing you know what uh what you want to plant with the forecast like it is you know we're through the 15th we're we're pretty clear on um on no frost so but uh, I do remember last year, May tenth was our last frost up in the Creamer area. So, yeah. uh, you know, we had right. a late frost last year. So we had yeah. kind
5: of a cool spring.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, uh, you know, it's 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 warmed up. It looks like I had that freeze last week. But you know, just start. You know, looking around. Um, I know I was at a garden center ye- yesterday in uh, Roxborough, and and they were they were busy and had a lot yeah. of, got a lot of good plants out there. So, um, you know, go ahead and and start your you're planning anyway and 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 probably go ahead and and get some of the uh plants out there but just be ready so if you do have that land, it doesn't take but one, I tell people it doesn't take but one night to ruin a good planting um if you're not careful so you know you might need a plan to, to cover up if you need to but um yeah things are beginning to you know really really come out and uh we'll be planting the the garden. First of May is usually when especially in the Person County Granville County area, first of May for a vegetable garden is a, you know, a good good safe time to tomatoes. To get your plants. Tomatoes are safe then. I mean, you can plant a lot of people like to plant tomatoes on the 1st of April because they want that first tomato, you know. Right. If you can get a tomato yeah. before the 1st before the 4th of July. I saw some plant beds. You know? I was
5: telling you off the air, I saw some plant beds uh, that I know that there are tomatoes <clears throat> yeah, tomato yeah, plants.
1: Yeah. you cover them up, but you know, it, just just be ready to, to do that for one or two nights if you need to, um, because it <clears> doesn't take but one night in the you know high twenties, low thirties to, to yeah. mess you up. So. Rufus,
4: so you uh, what, what are you going to be doing? Well, I'm going to be dividing some tall flocks. You and your flocks. Yeah, I love my flocks. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, I've Johnny, I have tried every kind of thing to have early tomatoes, <laughs> and I found that you can't do TPS. You Water, water, TPS, and all those sort of things, and I put them in and out, inside and outside, even with little tomatoes on them, and until until the soil warms up. You're not going to get anything, yeah. and so now I just follow the rules, and don't put it in there until about May one, and let the soil take care of itself.
1: The way to get early tomatoes is go to the farmers market and buy them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right. That, that's the right. best one. Tunnel-grown yeah. tomatoes you can buy
5: year-round, I think. But uh, yeah, a lot of people want to do that. So, um, Miss Ann, you have a nice weekend. I'll trust of it, and Brother Rufus. We'll see you next week, Johnny. We'll see you when we can get you. All right, thanks. You, all you, sir. right, thank you, Sam. Thank you all. God love you, uh, Aunt Margaret. I'm heading to South Carolina for your hundredth birthday, my dear.
4: Glad you can pick you
3: up.